Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, it's two days after Thanksgiving, and Matt Nagy is still the coach of the Bears. See how that works? Yeah. 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 It'll happen well, before the end of the season. I don't think so. I, that, well, I that, don't you think know, we so. should lay some money on it. I think yeah. he, I think he will be gone by the end of the season, and then Pace gets popped after the season. No, well, I think they'll do it all at once. Um, that's just the way I think. It, it was so frustrating watching that game. Welcome in. Hopefully you're having a great day. A lot of people watching college football right now. We're going to talk everything but pretty much. We'll talk some baseball. Yeah, yeah. Didn't those guys just do that? Yeah, for two hours. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something so, else. So we got Blackhawks, Bulls, um, White Sox, Javi Baez, um, and also the Chicago Bears. So jump on in, 312-332-3776. Abdallah and I were just talking beer because the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, is the big day that Goose Island lets all of their Bourbon County stouts released, and it's like eight of them. And um, I found two today on the way into work. Yesterday I could have found a bunch, but I was busy with other things and didn't get a chance to go to any of the stores. And they get picked up. My my girlfriend. It's a, it's limited time. I almost said my wife, Linda. My girlfriend, Linda. Wow, I know. Nice. She, I've caught myself I didn't see, a few times. I didn't see you go to say uh, wife. Yeah, I almost said Maybe it. that was in your head. No, but, no, yeah. no. It was, it was in my now, head. Well, now, 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 that you, now yeah. you said it out loud, you did say yeah, it. Yeah, it almost came out. Um, but she, she said, she laughs at me when I tell her about all the beer I'm picking up. Because I went to a beer cellar and picked up this four-pack of this neckbeard nectar that they make and stuff. And there's four different variants and bourbon, you know, barrel-aged and all that stuff. And she goes, she goes, you're not an alcoholic. You're just a beer collector. I said, basically, I don't have time to drink everything I buy. It's ridiculous. Tell me that you do eventually. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like the, the two Bourbon County stouts I bought today on the way to work, I stopped at a Prestige Liquors in, uh, in Westmont. I'll drink those, but probably not... For a while, I mean the bourbon, the bourbon county stouts they age in the bottle for like a good five years. So, see, that's a solid reason to keep yeah. them on the show. Yeah, see, hold yeah, on. To them. You know what? This whole beer thing, I, I like experimenting. But when I walk into a liquor store and I go into the craft beer aisle, yep. it is overload. It's, oh, it's much unbelievable. Like, but it, to me, it's just it's it's a good problem to have. But it's too much. Me personally, it's just too much. Yeah, I need. I can't go in there. I'm not that guy that goes in there and says, "I'll try something." I have to have somebody kind of say, "Well, I recommend this," because otherwise, it's just too much. I know. Well, that's the same way I would be if I started going and picking up bourbon. Well, I'm the same way too. Although or I'm whiskeys. a little more comfortable in the bourbon uh, realm yeah. now. Yeah, um, I'm definitely comfortable in the rum. Realm. Are you? Yeah, oh, I'm, okay. I love sipping rum, uh, the spice rum. Love it. Okay. Uh, uh, probably up there with bourbon for me. So I'm okay with that. And the more money you spend, you know you're probably going to get something. And I've sure. rarely been disappointed with high-priced rum. I have been disappointed with high-priced bourbon. And my favorite bourbon happens to be a $40 bottle that you can't get anywhere. That's the problem. But it's only $40. It's, yeah, cheap and you can't get it. That's weird. Weller's yeah. is only 40 Weller's Reserve Green Label, that's what I'm riffing on now. Okay. It's only 40 bucks. When you can find it, you just cannot find it. Yeah. 
it's fun stopping through. And I've told numerous people this. When I was a kid growing up, and you probably the same way, we would go to record stores. We'd go to record stores. We'd go through the bins. We'd wait for the latest releases and everything Absolutely, like that. Yeah. As I got older, I started going to bookstores, which is tougher to do now because most of them are closing. There used to be Crocs and Brentanos, and there was Borders books. You'll still find yeah, a Borders yeah, here and there. You still find a Half Price Books is a great right. place to yeah, hang out. Yeah, and I still do. Place. I go to Half Price Books. So you go from record stores to bookstores. And now to liquor stores. So it's just like I, I browse and graze yeah, There's no all way I'm like buying bourbon at 20. And by the way, when I was 20, bourbon was so unpopular. Oh, my God, yes. It was stored in those buildings and forgotten about down in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Because bourbon was like, Pah. nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. Thank God they went back and discovered it. Yeah. You know, un, uh, unharmed and even more age. I think I saw it on Hulu. There's a great documentary on bourbon. Oh, there it's called Neat. Yeah. I've seen it. It's, I it's recommend really it to everybody. It's so good. And it talks all about how... Buffalo Trace, uh, the guy yeah. was from Buffalo Trace talking right. about all of that. The Blantons back in the uh, other building. And, and it talks about exactly what you said. It wasn't popular. No. So no. people weren't drinking it. And right. now... They literally just padlocked now. those buildings and yeah. just hoped that it would come back someday, which it did. Yeah. But everybody celebrated thanksgiving and um you know if it was before or after or during the bears game we'll talk to you about the bears and what you saw i had the bears minus two and a half so i could not have been more upset that they just waited and did the church mode or whatever the heck it's called and just knelt down and kicked the field goal score a touchdown you had tons of time i, I, I hated that I oh hate, my god I, you know what everything about that game i know it was a win but yeah. i am just so sour on everything yeah it was like a race to see who could be a little less mediocre. Oh, and Detroit is so bad. They have so many hold, holding penalties. Then they call back-to-back timeouts, which you can't do. It was really sloppy, oh. horrible. And then that stuff at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and and Ryan McGuire, who is our who is the executive producer of the, I mean, maybe a diff- better title or different title. A, no, executive producer of, of the, the White, White Sox, Sox here. broadcast right. here on ESPN 1000. He is a Lions fan from birth. <laughs> yes, he is. And he is. I feel so not, bad for he, him. He's, yeah, uh, for every reason. And I don't, I guess it's the same thing. I wasn't the Cubs fan forever. Yeah. So it's the same thing where you just hold on a little tighter. Uh-huh. Every year they lose, you just hold on a little tighter, get a yeah. little angrier. That's Ryan. Yeah, it's amazing. As I, I watch his posts whenever the Lions are playing, and it's funny they just pop up. But Thanksgiving, I had three Thanksgivings. I had a Thanksgiving with my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law. And then I went to my girlfriend's house. And we had, I had more. They, I said, go ahead and eat. I've eaten already. And I got there, and they had waited for me. Very nice of them. Did they save a plate? Yeah. They, didn't, they hadn't eaten anything. So. But okay, don't, but don't you know enough to eat just a little and be oh, no, hungry still? Okay, I did, okay. but the problem is, and then yesterday I went to another Thanksgiving, okay, because it was a day late because of relatives and things like that. All three Thanksgivings I went to, none of them had sweet potatoes. We didn't have it either. And I, and it, How about you, Tyler? Do you have sweet potatoes? We did, yes. Okay. Not like a, a sweet potato pie with, right. the, with the marshmallows and all that stuff. It was literally just like a just baked a dish of, sweet potato. Yeah, yeah. Okay. sweet potatoes. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, we did not either. And um, I like them. I, I'm not, I, I'm okay. There, there was plenty of good food to yeah. go around and I was good. But it was weird. Are because they losing? Are they losing their luster? Yeah, I don't know. Are they not in? Uh, is it a COVID thing? All three had mashed potatoes. <laughs> all three places had mashed I, I potatoes. I had mashed potatoes, which I like mashed. Now, potatoes. did you have both? Tell yeah, it? we had both. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. And then yesterday they had mashed potatoes, and they also had cream corn. 
I don't know if I'm the only I can't be the only person that does this. I love to put the mashed potatoes down and put a little like pool there. Yeah, sure. And the cream corn all over. Forget gravy. I'm not a gravy. I've never been a gravy nah, guy. See, I'm 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 better with gravy. No, but like gravy. the cream corn all over it, mix it up. Oh, this that's, is really that's heaven. This is really weird. Now you probably think tur- you don't like turkey. We were talking about. I You're know. Not I ate fan. it. I ate it at all three meals. Uh, the dark meat I like a lot better. Like right. I took a leg and just cut everything off the leg. That was great. I'm telling you, my sister-in-law Mary, if you're listening, you killed it. She put it wasn't gravy. It was au jus on the okay. turkey. I don't know what she did, but it was the first time. And I'll eat dry turkey because I like turkey, and I'll put gravy on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it was the first time that I've ever had turkey that was so um, uh, moist. Yeah, 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 yeah moist. Sure. Well, a lot because well, a lot, yeah. a lot yeah. of times the um, the the white meat gets really really dry. dry. It gets really dry really quick. Yeah. It it she just killed it. it I'll was put the awesome. gravy. I'll put gravy on the white meat. Guess what she has for me in my refrigerator right now, waiting for me to get home tonight. Sandwiches or I just turkey a sandwiches whole, or just a whole bunch just of turkey. A big container full of that turkey. Yeah, and I'm looking so forward. Yeah, to it. people that slice it really well. I mean, there's a there's actually a trick to to slicing a turkey. There is. I learned about I know, it years I ago. I know this because I failed a couple times. Well, uh, I the I did too, and I finally looked it up. When you have the turkey, and I know it's a you know maybe you're going to have a turkey for Christmas. You can try it then. When you look at the turkey and there's a big bone right in the middle of the back, you cut down that bone and you cut up the other side and you pull off the entire breast. And then you can slice the breast and it's great. You pull off the wings, you pull off the legs, and you don't have a lot of meat left. It's all pretty much there. It's real simple. And my brother-in-law was cutting it, just slicing the breast. And then he did one side. I said, I'll do the other. And I cut the whole thing off and then sliced it. And, and you're so right, much because, easier. right. Because if you do the slicing, then there's that bunch of that you have to fight getting it off. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Efficient. it worked out great. So if you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. We're not just going to talk about turkey and beer and uh, bourbon, even though we probably could. We could. Do a full two hours of that. That's not a problem. But... Everybody was talking about Matt Nagy and the possibility he was going to be gone and everything that happened and everything that came up throughout the course of the week. And he's still there, and he seems like he's confident he's well, still going to be there. As of one ten, yeah, on a Saturday. If he was going to get fired, wouldn't you think it would have happened already? I mean, if they did talk to him and if they did discuss it and they did say the possibilities, you know, what would they, did it? Would they wait till a Monday because the Bears now have extra time off because they played Thursday? They don't play again until they take on um, Arizona, and remember, Arizona gets a bye week. Remember, Mister McCaskey said he's not getting fired Friday. Yeah, he said he's not getting fired Friday. Leave yeah, it open for I interpretation. I know. So that means he could be fired anytime after that. Uh, your thoughts on what happened in the Bears game. Um, Andy Dalton looks very confident. I know he's a veteran quarterback. I, I was going to bring that up today, you yeah. know, watching watching the game and then watching some highlights today, getting ready for the show. Yeah. You know, I, I, w- I was happy with him out there. So was he I. Looks, he looks good. He's not flashy. He's not Tom Brady by any means or uh, many other quarterbacks, but he's solid and he makes smart decisions. He he got out of uh, you know got out of some sack situations and ran. Yeah. That's not something that we would typically see no. for somebody uh, like him. But you know he 
he makes the adjustment and makes it happen, and he seems to be very smart. So that wasn't a problem. No. It was everything else. Well, they didn't run the ball against a team that can't that can't do anything against the run. The Bears ran the ball against them at will early in the season. It makes no sense. They had seven it, rushing attempts for David Montgomery in the first half. Every time it makes no sense. I know. I know. And but I'm Matt sh- was certainly happy when he ripped his headset off in, yeah. in defiance of any kind of defeat. We won. Yeah. We and kneeled I, three times and we kicked a field goal. God, we won. It was so frustrating. And some people had the Bears plus three and a half. Well, they were extremely happy. I had them just, you know, plus two. Or, 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 no, I had them minus two and a half. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. So some people had the Bears, you know, or, or the Lions and getting three and a half or whatever. So they won their bet. But, uh, yeah, it was very frustrating. It was a frustrating. I didn't watch the other games. And I know that the other game, the second game, had almost as many penalties as the Bears game. Tons of them. And then the New Orleans Saints, which have been playing better, the Buffalo Bills finally decided they came to play. <laughs> You're and, right. Yeah. And I, saw, I saw that final. I didn't see any of the game. And it's like, oh, and there they are. Yeah, exactly. They decided that we're going to play now. So those six teams all have this weekend off. Um, tomorrow there'll be the other others playing. We'll get a chance to see how the Vikings look. The Bears still have the Vikings twice coming up uh, the rest of the season. Um, I think think right now Aaron Rodgers expected to play despite his toe problem uh, as that's going to be one of the better games tomorrow. The Rams taking on the Packers. That should be a that good game. Be good. Yeah, a couple of 3 o'clock games, which I'm looking forward to seeing. So we'll talk some NFL. When we come back, we'll hear from Matt Nagy. For those who missed it yesterday, if, if you were out shopping, if you were out cleaning up, if you were out raking leaves, which I did. My girlfriend needed to have leaves Wait, raked. I, I went outside. Yeah, I went outside and raked leaves. You actually put your I'm hands a on a rake. Oh, yeah, I can rake. I can rake. I just don't like the blower and the sucker on that thing because it's too... <laughs> Those because, are technical terms, by the way. Yeah, the thing, the, you know, on the, uh, the mach- it's not long enough. So I have to bend down when I do that, and my back kills me. Well, so raking is not a problem. You can lower your arms. No, even then, even it, it, it doesn't, doesn't. Nah, it doesn't work because you've got the bag strapped over your shoulder. Then you got to adjust the stress. Like, forget it. So I'll rake. I said I'll rake forever. So we raked. We put them on a tarp, pulled them to the curb because out in Naperville, put them on a they'll tarp. Still, Very they'll smart. Still, you dump it on the curb, and then yeah. they'll take the big snuffle up because they lead come machine. and get it. They come yeah. and get it on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I, I was out there raking. So I didn't hear Matt Nagy's press conference yesterday. Uh, Matt Nagy talked about a lot of things. We'll hear from that when we come back. We're going to get to the Bulls. We're going to get to. The um, Blackhawks, who uh, hopefully you listened to the hockey show earlier today, they had Ben Pope from the Sun-Times And some things on. are happening in major leagues today, some signings today. Yeah, there are some signings, and also, hey, Javi Baez may have a team soon, and um, the Detroit Tigers, they were interested in another shortstop, but apparently he wants a lot of money. So we'll talk about all that. 312-332-3776. You can get to me on Twitter at... Fred underscore Hubner. Xander Rocker, all one word, one R in the middle. And we have a uh, Xander Rock poll. Yes, we do. We'll, we'll get about. to that in just a little bit. It's very, very time. Um, what's the word? Timely. I'm yeah, very timely. And uh, we'll do that when we come back here on ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. This is Chicago's home for sports. So, the Bears have some time off. 
They don't play again. To think about it. They really need to yeah. think about it. They don't play again until December 5th against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's got a bye week, so they're going to get just as much time. Heck, they have they have more time off, basically, than uh, the Bears do. Then the Bears play uh, Green Bay on a Sunday night. And then the following week, Monday night, against Minnesota. So the whole country gets to see the Bears in back-to-back weeks. After, uh, after you're watching, welcome, everybody. You're yeah, welcome. After watching uh, that on uh, Thursday, 312-332-3776. Let's go to the phones. We'll hear from Matt Nagy in a couple minutes. Let's go to Naperville. Bill, you're at ESPN 1000. Hey, Bill. Hey there. Hey. Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, you know, I want to talk about that last drive the Bears had. I mean, that made complete sense to me because think about how the defense has been falling apart at the end of games. And with so many players out, including Roquan Smith, do you really want to give the ball back to the other team with a minute left on the clock or something? I mean, you know, it makes sense to me. Run the clock down, win the game. And maybe people don't care about it. I've been a Bear fan since the 70s. Only one time ever did I root for them to lose, and that was a year where if they won or lost, they would move up like seven places in the draft. Uh-huh. But, but this next year, we have no first-round draft right. pick, right? Yeah. So, no, you know, and Bill, Bill, you bring up a good point because it was the best way for them to win the game. It was, but you just don't want to see that type of adjustment because yeah. you're saying we really, really suck on defense. And we're not going to try to play better and and stop them. We're just going to go the path of least resistance. And it just it, I get it, but he's right. He's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right, Bill. Yeah, they got the win. They snapped yeah, the streak. How, how well did how well did that go in the past when they put the weight on the defense and said, "Okay, defense, take over." And again, like I said, you got players missing, more players missing. Yeah, and that right, you're not Roquan's out. I appreciate the call, Bill. You're right. He he is right about one about that because think about it. The two previous games before that, the Bears scored no doubt, no doubt. scored with less than two minutes to go, and then allowed the other team to come down and the I, field. Right, and I get that. But as a Bears fan, you just want the defense to make that stop. Yeah, you want them out there. You want to make the stop. You want to go full tilt, get that touchdown, and come back and make yeah. that stop. Yeah, and we're playing. We're we're playing. Uh, it was a smart call based on our obvious weakness. Right. I just don't want the weakness. Once they got the ball, once they got the ball inside the ten and that first down, it's like okay, now it makes sense. Just you know, kneel down, get proper position. I mean, uh, you know, I was surprised Cairo Santos missed a fifty-three yarder indoors, and he didn't miss it by a little bit. No, they came up really short. Yeah, he missed it short. Like that—that yeah. that was the biggest surprise but, I think of the entire game was seeing. Yeah, because. He, we've seen him hit field goals in that neighborhood. Yes, outdoors. I know with ease. It feels like. And this one, he didn't even come close. This was as this was almost. This was less close than the other one against Pittsburgh. I think. Yeah, it just died. Yeah, it was. It was brutal, and uh, that surprised me. But it was nice to get him to kick the game winner. Bears get the win. I understand that the Bears are happy, but ultimately, that's what you have to do. You have to go out and get the victory, and that's what they did. Um, let's go to Hinsdale and Ryan. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Ryan. Brian. Yeah, I was just calling to say, you know, when it comes to the Bears and ownership and McCaskies and firing Nagy, that, I mean, we you might have to be in be ready to stay in for the long haul for the end of the season. Over 100 years of Bears ownership, never have they fired a coach mid-season. Yeah, yeah but there's always know, a first time. 
that I mean, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to stick my neck out for the, for him or anything. I'm just, I mean, I've been a Bears fan my whole life. I'm just ready for the worst. Yeah, but, well, and, and, and we're all know. conditioned that way. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's true, you know, as far as their contract terms and stuff go, as far as coaches and letting them go. So it's like, you know, I'm just prepared to see Nagy until 2022. That's, you know. Well, well, see, a lot of people aren't aren't that prepared. Ryan, they don't want to see him that long. For punishment. Yeah, they don't want to see him that long. But I get how people are just suppressed, right? They're just, yeah, you know, they're conditioned to expect the worst, yeah, the dumbest, all of that. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is too. I I don't. I you know they should have let him go last year. At the end of last year, make a clean sweep of it. Get rid of him and and Ryan Pace. That didn't happen. And when they stepped up and said, "We believe in these guys." Um, that's another reason I don't think it's going to happen until the end of the year. And uh, it makes more sense at the end of the year to have it happen then. Well, if we have, um, well, uh, the lines, that would have really cinched it. I mean, if yeah. there's another point where there, there are some issues, it may happen in season. I would like to see it. It probably won't, but it could happen. But I do believe that GM, the GM, Ryan Pace, would be off season. Yeah, I just don't right see. I just don't see if there was an upside of firing him now, that'd be fine. I don't think. I think of all the reports this week, I think the one report that was truly wrong is that he's lost the team. I don't think that's the case. I don't think this, that's the case that Nagy has lost. Well, see, the team. see, based on that report, it would make sense that they would make that decision. And and I can't remember who to attribute that to, but it did seem like it could have been a yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a source, just like there's sources for everything else, right? Oh, they all have sources. Uh, let's go to the south side of Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mike. You're on with Fred and Xander. What's up? Hey. Hey, how you guys doing? Right. well. Yeah, I have two things, because um, now you got to say something made, made me think, too. But um, I think the last play, run the clock out, don't take any chances, uh, be smart with the ball, was the wise thing to do. I feel, I remember Yurko saying it, when that defense had that miraculous historic year, that they got to do something to protect that defense because usually in NFL history, when your defense have a historic year like that, they begin to fall off. So that's just something that I've been noticing with the team. And I just, especially the last two games, mm-hmm. um, it drove me nuts last week. They couldn't stop uh, uh, Lamar Jackson with Baltimore Ravens. I couldn't figure that out. Right. But the defense just, it's just one of those things where I see what you're saying. You, you don't want to lean on that, but, Fix that weakness, but it's kind of hard to fix that weakness when uh, now at least to another point when your GM hasn't really done a great job. He's been like hit or miss, uh, up and down with draft certain draft picks and certain signings. And then with Nagy, if he'd have lost to Detroit, I'm sorry, you you're gonna have to let him go. That was just dude. You you already lost to the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Right. Then you follow up. With, with, with the Detroit Lions who ain't won a game, I mean, that would have sensed it. Now, it doesn't make sense to fire him now, but they're pretty much out the door. I just think that Matt Nagy have not learned his mistakes after his first year. And I think Ryan Pace, when he botched the whole draft with Trubisky, and then on top of that, the offensive line not really addressing that issue, he, he's pretty much with the nails in the coffin that he's, he's not coming back next year at all. Yeah, and I think not coming back is one thing, Mike, but who they're going to go get and what they're going to do. Because getting rid of Matt Nagy now, what are you going to do? Move Chris Tabor in? and what's Just the put rest him of, in his What's interim. the rest of the season going to be? I mean, they still have 
they still have things to play for um, the rest of the season. You know, they the players out there want to play hard to get victories. And if you if they don't have a direction, if you got a guy that's an interim head coach, it's like what's the point? I that's why a lot of times I never really understand a lot of the firings in the middle of the season. Well. Leading up to this game, we were talking the other night. We were on Wednesday for yeah. Black and Abdallah. And we were talking, and I, and I thought it was a real possibility during the season. That would have been yesterday. Right. He, he's still employed, as we uh, as we know. Um, yeah, look, if there's another hitch during the season here, I don't know what that would be. It's possible. But, um, yeah, I, I look, I'm just done with this. I'm just so done. The fan in me is just so over all of this. Uh-huh. This has just been way too much drama, and that game against the Lions looked bad enough. That would that would be grounds for firing for some situations. That just that game. It's it's funny because it looked bad, but some of it was because they didn't Dalton run the looked, ball. Dalton looked good. Dalton looked but, okay. Uh, but, Mooney but okay, looked okay. But doesn't that come under the head coach? I know we we think that Lasers calling the plays. Yeah. yeah. Now, now uh, maybe Matt, Matt, Matt was the one to make that final call <laughs> to, oh, the, in, to ensure sure. a win. I'm sure that was the case. And it wasn't pretty, but, yeah, they got the win. They got the win. And ultimately, in football, ultimately, it doesn't matter how much you beat the opponent by. Your job as head coach is to win games. Right. They won the game. I understand We would like that. to see better football, though. Yeah. All of us. That would be really nice. It yeah. would be nice to see better football. We go to Wheaton and Nelson. Nelson, what's up? Hey, Nelson. Hey, how you guys doing today? Going well. Hey, first thing, I know I'm not going to say anything that's going to make anybody happy, but we need to stop saying that the Bears won the Lions game. They <laughs> lost that game. By all right, the kinda... only way that we won that game was the Lions were just a worse team than us. We shouldn't have had that game that close. We shouldn't have, gave, we shouldn't have needed the, them to make that many penalties for us to win that game. That's what really won that game. They, they the beat only, themselves. The right. only bright thing that I take away from that game, and I know this again, it's not going to go over well with people is if that situation where Nagy's hand was forced to put Justin Fields on the field faster, then this helped him out with whoever was arguing with him over Dalton. Because Dalton was about the only bright spot out there. Everything else just showed all our issues. Like our defense, everybody's getting on the defense, but what did you expect with no Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks? It's proven that we did spend a lot of money on our line, and that's where a lot of our issues is at. It's all on our line because secondary is a joke. And our uh, linebacking core, I don't know what's going on with Christian Jones and them causing bonehead penalties. And the offense is still suspect. Yeah. The offense put up 300 yards, and when have you ever had a quarterback put up 300 yards and can't even get 14 points? I know, I know. Fourteen. Yeah. He, he, I appreciate the call, Nelson. He had a pretty good game. He threw for three seventeen, twenty four of thirty nine. He now he did throw the interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they only scored one touchdown. Other than that, I mean, you got to score more than one touchdown. Yeah. Okay, and they didn't do that. And we, Nelson's got a point. It did kind of feel like a loss. It was. It was as I said before, a yeah. uh, a battle of who's less mediocre. Yeah, and and the Lions were bad, but the Lions did score early. The Bears made a couple of changes at the cornerback position. They had Jalen Johnson start on the left side. As you're looking at the quarterback, he was on the left side instead of the right side, and then they had other people come in and play, and they were bad. 
They were really bad. Uh, Artie Burns early just gives up a touchdown, and that was the first score that the Lions ended up getting. We will hear, I promise, from Matt Nagy as soon as we come back. We'll get back to the callers at 312-332-3776. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. Also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So after the Bears finally get a win over Detroit, 16-14 on Thanksgiving, and the, the Detroit's so bad, they got a penalty on the extra point. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, they're so, it's, it's so unbelievably bad. Um, but after the, all of that, the Bears come back to Hallis Hall, and Matt Nagy still has a job. And when he stepped to the podium yesterday and talked to the gathered media the day after Thanksgiving, he was talking about uh, all the rumors that happened during the course of this week. Give it a listen. The report that was out there right about, uh, uh, there was a report out there that, that George made the decision to start uh, to start Justin. That come, uh, you know, there's been some false stuff going on. That, that couldn't be further from the tu- furthest from the truth. You know what I mean? So, like, that goes kind of that question. When you have a plan and you know what the plan is, and you go with it. And here we are, we're... Andy got hurt. Justin comes in. Justin's the starter. Justin gets hurt. When Justin's back to being healthy, he's back in. And when you have that plan, you stick to it, and and you don't look back. And so I just think that, uh, you know, um, I think we can all – and this is kind of what we've talked about with our with our team and with our coaches is, yeah, the last 72 hours was kind of crazy, right? And I think we've all learned um, – I know, I know we all inside this building have learned that um, – Things can be said and are said and and can be a little bit blown out of proportion. Uh, the the abrupt meeting that was canceled um, it, that that's a again that's another one that's you know just just to be extremely clear on that and, and this probably will help you all out when I tell you so when you have a short week or a Thanksgiving week you morph a Thursday and Friday together as a practice and they were all walkthrough practices so what happens is is the the part of on Fridays you don't have post practice meetings there's none well that was a friday practice for us on that tuesday that's a friday practice so on the schedule it had post practice meetings which was an error it was not supposed to be on the schedule so just so you guys understand the big picture before I talked to the team, I made it in a joking way, made it let them know, hey, you guys know today's a Friday practice. There's no Friday practice, there's no post-practice meetings on a Friday. And also, don't forget to pack your travel bags. And then I talked to the team. So the abrupt meeting that was canceled because I'm getting fired is, is to a point of, like, you, you, you can't make that. I mean, it's, it's almost comical. You can't make that up. So I think, like, I just think that th- there's – Three things. Now, is this going to stop? No, it's probably going to continue. There's still going to be rumors that happen. But as long as we understand as players and coaches and everyone in this building what's real and what the truth is, then then we're okay. And I think we just showed that yesterday. You know what I mean? So I just want to make that nice and clear before we start. I think it's important you all understand that because, you know, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with it. Ooh. That last thing is uh, that last <laughs> yeah. thing is something your dad might say. Yeah. Oh, you can't here. I'll help you with that. 
and, and, be, and that the was, that was a poke and yeah. twist. Yeah, it was. It was a poke and twist. But he made sure he hit all three of the things. Uh, they, no one told me I was going to get fired. Uh, George McCaskey did not make the decision on fields playing. And um, I didn't cancel practices on Tuesday because there were no because practices Because Tuesday is a Friday. And a, yeah. yeah. And he went on and said, explained the whole thing. And, you know. Is it better if he just didn't address any of it? No, I think he had to. I think, you know. It, it, People can believe or not, you know, believe or not, don't believe. Oh, like he said. Uh, oh, he said you can't make it up. Yo, you can, no, apparently. you certainly can. And when he was talking earlier about that's been our plan the whole time. You know that abrupt yeah. Justin is now our starter? Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. That, what that, else you got to sell me, Matt? That one didn't seem like it uh, actually made a whole heck of a lot of sense. Christian Jones, and it's funny, too, because what happened in the very beginning of the game when Christian, you know, the double defer, uh, for, and forget the double doink, and everyone's talking about what Christian Jones, if you saw it when they showed the replay, Christian Jones was not paying attention at all to the, he was talking to the player on Detroit because he used to play for Detroit. Right. So he knows these hey, guys how real you well. Doing? Yeah. So he's talking to the guy, and then the referee says, what do you want to do? And he says, defer, because that's what he was going to do if they won the coin toss. He didn't even think about the other thing because he didn't hear any of it. And so Christian Jones, I, I thought he got a little bit beat up for that for no reason. Then he's end up filling in for Roquan Smith, who goes out with a hamstring injury, and he gets the personal foul penalty for stupidly throwing a guy to the ground, basically, when the whistle had been th- blown like four seconds earlier. It's like, There's never on. a good reason to do that after no. the whistle's blown. No. Doesn't the whistle just signal, just yeah. stop touching people? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it means. Stop. And he didn't do it. So, um, you know, the personal foul was stupid. Detroit with 10 penalties, 67 yards. That was awful. Uh, Dalton, the Bears continue to be bad on third down. They were just 5 of 13 on third down. And you've got to get better on third down, no matter who your quarterback is. And usually it's by getting yards on first and second. But I know the Bears missed a couple times on third and two and, yeah. you know, third and short. And they, they, it didn't help them getting yards on first oh, down. Oh, and then there was that thing about not running enough. Yeah, yeah. They ran seven times in the first half. I knew Cap was going to harp on it because before the game, Cap did a thing on his, on his, uh, Twitter with, with face, uh, with, um, points bet. And he was talking about one of his bets was that David Montgomery would rush for more than 85 yards. And at halftime, he had seven carries. So that was going to be very difficult for him to rush for more than 85 yards. So I knew Cap was upset when I watched the, uh, you know, the show, the postgame show at NBC Sports Chicago. But um, Roquan Smith goes out with a hamstring, and you never know how long that's going to be. Eddie Jackson finally came back from his hamstring injury. And Allen Robinson hurt his hamstring before the bye or during the uh, on that catch, the thirty nine yard catch down the sideline, mm-hmm. and he's not practiced since, and so you know, and he missed this past game, so you have no idea if and when he'll be back. So with Roquan going out with a hamstring injury, and you got to face you got to face Kyler Murray and uh, the Arizona Cardinals. But we coming need up. this. We need these days off. That's yeah. That's sure. not going to be easy. And like I said, Arizona gets a lot of rest time because they get uh, they had their bye week this week. So everybody gets to get you know get a little bit better. We did see Demir Bird finally. He had four catches for forty two yards. Um, and Cole Komet every week they go to him more often. He had mm-hmm. eight catches for sixty five, and um, he did. He does have to figure out he he gets a penalty every once in a while for false starts or something like that. So he's got to learn. And uh, it was nice to see that they found him and Jimmy Quinn Graham. have to sit in uh, timeout. Yeah, Quinn a couple times was lined up offsides and they didn't call it. I mean, his entire shoulder pads and helmet were on the other side of the line. 
They there was one it. really egregious one at the near the end of the game. Yeah, it, I, I like, watched it again today. I go, how did they not call that? Yeah, because it was, and he's he's on the right side. It was, um, they were going towards the Detroit was going from your right to your left, and he was down at the bottom of the screen. It's like he's so far. I know outside. exactly which one you're yeah. talking about. How yep. did they not call that? And I know that they, you know, if you're going to call it, call it all the time. Call it each and every time, and then these guys will learn. Hopefully, they'll mm-hmm. learn, okay, not to be offside. Right, because if they do push it and they're not getting the calls, yeah. they're going to continue to yeah. do that. They'll keep doing it. Right. And that's, you know, you keep doing it until someone really stops it. That's what the Bears should do on offense. When they run so well against Detroit the first time you face them, get the ball, run again. Forget, well, they're going to be ready for the run because they gave up 190 see, yards last yeah, time. See, I, right. You know, what? you know that's what they're thinking. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, just run it. And then if it doesn't work in the here and now, right. make the adjustment. And for Yes. And for all of the people that hated Dave Wanstead when he was coach of the Bears, Dave Wanstead does a great job of breaking down football. And I watched him and Alex Brown and Lance Briggs on the postgame show with Kaplan uh, after the, um, the game on Thursday. And they were great. And Wanstead said, listen, it's a win. Coaches have to go out and get a win. It wasn't pretty. He said there's ways you can break it down and what they were doing. But Artie Burns taking over for Kendall Vildor. That, there's a lot of people you should probably say that that was good to see. Because what they did was they took uh, Kendall Vildor out after Vildor got beat a couple times. Artie Burns came in for him. And then they also took... Marquise Christian, no, Marquise Christian played, I think, for the other for the other guy they took. So they took out some guys who struggled the game before. It, to me, that's progress. Mm, they said, you yeah. know what? You're getting beat too often. You're our guy, but you got to go sit down until you get better. Because right off the bat, you knew that Jalen Johnson was on the other side, so you knew right off the bat something was changed and something was different. And that was good to see, I thought. Um, so maybe Sean Desai is finally making moves where he says, "Listen, if Based you're not going to step up, yeah, yeah. if you, you don't step and, up, well, as long as we have, have the people you. to put in there well, that aren't even a worse liability." Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Eddie Jackson miss a lot of tackles this week. I didn't see Artie Burns make some questionable plays. Uh, he got beat for the touchdown from Reynolds early in the game. But three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump in and talk about that? We'll get to some Bulls. We'll get to some baseball, some Blackhawk stuff. And also, we come back. Um, there is a big documentary. It's a documentary three-parter. The first one was released. uh, Part one was released on Thanksgiving. The second one yesterday. And uh, at midnight tonight, as it came, uh, you know, turned into Saturday. So that's out. So all three Uh, are out right now. All three parts of Get Back, uh, the Beatles documentary. Peter Jackson directed it. And uh, we've got a uh, rock poll. Yeah, we'll talk about the rock poll when we come back. And if you have seen it, let us know what your thoughts are. I have not seen it. I've seen everything leading up to it. I saw the 60 Minutes piece. I saw a bunch of other things, read articles about it. Cannot wait to sit down and spend some time to see it. Um, Probably should have watched it instead of the Bears It's a pretty huge time commitment, I'll tell you. I was just watching part one. Yeah. I had a hard time staying awake. And I'll tell you why. Oh, okay. Looking forward to it. 312-332-3776. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Now, back to more Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. So you haven't gotten back yet? No, I haven't. Fred. No. We're talking about the Beatles documentary. Yeah. 
Part one, Thanksgiving. Part two, yesterday. Part three is out as of midnight. And I have Disney Plus. I've had Disney Plus for a long time. My daughter uh, has it. So she dialed it up on my TV. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so... Uh, Going into the break, here's what I said. I had a hard time staying up for it. First of all, episode one Uh is two hours. Okay. Okay. Because there were like 48, I mean, how how many hours of... uh, um, I can't remember the total number. It's uh, it's an insane amount. Yeah. And because it's a, it's, it's not a typical documentary. Right. You know, it's not like you see a scene and you hear a voiceover. It's none of that. It literally is. The cameras are trained on them. And there are, and I can't remember if I had subtitles on or they provided the subtitles. Okay. Sometimes my TV's on subtitles. Sure. I watch The Crown. I need subtitles because it's like yeah. I can't turn it up loud enough to hear right. exactly what they're saying. But so we're watching this and it is just, it's a camera trained on a bunch of guys working on music that have ADD. Okay. There's no structure to it. They're sitting playing the song, they're riffing on, and you know the songs, they uh, get the chorus, and they have to get the verses. Okay, and then they shelve that one, and then they all start, somebody starts playing Chuck Berry, and they join in. And it's just that over and over and over. Uh So it's, you know, there are a lot of great details in there, and a lot of great things, obviously. All these, all this dynamic that you never knew existed, but it's, not easy to watch just because it doesn't have any structure. Right. It literally is like watching a live webcam uh-huh. of something that happened in 1969. And there were some edits, and I'm sure, obviously, Peter Jackson edited down to make some sort of sense. But thankfully, he did because it really would have been hard to watch if it was just right. all of the raw footage. Sure. But it's interesting to see how they work, their process. But they have incredible ADD. Does it start? Like at the beginning of the sessions uh, for this or? The way it starts, and I don't want to give too much away, but the way it starts is it's basically, it is some voiceover and it's footage of them at the Cavern Club and them getting a little older and older and older. It's just kind of condensed lead up to that time in January of 1969. Because this is their last one. This This is is their last studio album. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it just leads up to that. And they had not seen each other for a while. So when they walk in, they're like, hey, how you doing? And it's just really weird because when you think of bands, right. you think that they're like talking all the time. They're like family members. Uh-huh. No, they need to take a break from each other. Sure. So it starts there without giving too much away. I just found, and I'm going to watch. I'm going back to see where I nodded off and I'm going to pick it up <laughs> from there. <laughs> and then I'll watch the episode two and three. But the uh, rock poll up at ESPN 1000 on Twitter, uh, I wanted to throw this up here in case any, and it doesn't matter if you saw all three or just one, just your opinion right now. After seeing the Beatles Get Back documentary, who now looks to be the instigator in the band's dysfunctional dynamic? And it certainly was dysfunctional by then, for sure. Okay. That was the end. That was the last album. Yeah. So what was your impression? If you want to jump in here, 312-332-3776, if you want to join on the uh, Twitter poll. But it's very interesting, and I have a feeling, I have my answer for what I've seen so far, but I have a feeling it will change Okay. the more you watch it. Because we learned in there, and, and this is not necessarily something that was unique to the documentary, but Ringo left during the White Album. Okay. He got frustrated. Yeah. He said, bad. Now... Looking at all the press that led up to this documentary, it was obvious that everybody paying attention now, George leaves for a little while. Uh-huh. 
And it's interesting to see that work up. Yeah. So, you know, who's the instigator? I'm eager to see what happens. I mean, you you probably are, too, to see what happens in two and three. Because, I mean, you know, if they're going to be just as long, they're going to have to get into a lot of different details on how it all works well, out. Well, I'll tell you something. When I did wake up, I, I heard songs that were a little more glued together. Uh-huh. So, okay. so it really is start to finish. And it's fascinating in the creative process of making music. Right. Really is fascinating because unless you're a musician, you really don't know how these people get this stuff. Right. I knew Jim Peterick years ago and I used to talk to him all the time and I know how his process is, but it's different for every person. Every single person. And it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, Just some people play every instrument. I mean, you've had guys like Dave Grohl, Todd Rundgren in the past. They'll play all the instruments and then go find the guy to come in to play that kind of stuff when yep. they go on tours and things like that. The most amazing thing about the Beatles and I was an, I'm an idiot still, but growing up, I was one of those guys who, when I finally got into music, which wasn't until I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, a late bloomer. Yeah, and I didn't like do, watch or listening what other people told me to listen to. You got to listen to Stones, man. You got to listen to Zeppelin. And you got to I was a sophomore in high school in '72. Okay, so the Beatles had just finished. Um, you know, '69 was their last album. But the amazing thing is, you look at the groups that I listened to, and I did eventually go back and listen to everything from the Stones and Zeppelin and all that stuff, the Who. Not as much the Who. Um, but the Beatles started, their first album was in 63. Yes. Their last album was 69. Yes. There's no other group that's a big, action, huge group. That action last, packed. That was, that was here and gone in, not in six years, seven years. Right, right, right. And in no means am I comparing these two bands, okay? Understand that. But Nirvana had four years. Okay. Maybe five, if you stretch it out. Okay. So there are some bands that just have this immediate and are impactful yeah. presence, and then they're gone. But you're right. I mean, the success the Beatles had in that very short time, it, it was incredible. But they made two albums a year. I mean, they were right. just working these guys to the bone. And then in 66, in August, when they said no more touring... Because you remember how that went, right? All the girls are screaming. They can't. Yeah. It's pointless to play. Right. They said no more touring. Then their albums got a lot deeper. Yeah. Sergeant Pepper, you know, really, really uh, highly produced things. Otherwise, they were just churned out like, yeah, you know, like your bacon bread. Just churn them out. First, their first album, the Beatles, introducing the Beatles, the longest song on the first album. 151? No, it's right. 257. Oh, a song I've never heard. That's a long cut. And I go to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Two fifty seven on that. Two fifty seven. Okay. The shortest was one forty six. There's <laughs> right. a place. Right. Okay, but they're able, you're able to crank out songs when you're only doing two minute songs. Well, not only that, but their record company was encouraging them. They were young. They were like, get on the road, get, you know, writing. We've talked all about that in the history yeah. of putting music together. And and at some point, I think they had to start slowing things down. Yeah. And so they see, put out an incredible amount of music for a very short time. Yeah. Their first album is uh, 13 songs. So that's a bunch. Like I said, the longest one, those three minutes. There were times where in the 70s when I got more into music, every group was putting out one, if not two albums a year. All the time. Yeah. You know, Aerosmith did it. Rush was doing it. They were cranking Late out. 60s yeah. into the 70s. Cocaine-powered awesome. the music <laughs> industry. I told you that. Sure. And I told you that. All the, all the, hey, the producer or the uh, A&R guy from the label come in yeah. and have like a special, hey, guys, come on over here. Look what I got. It was all to keep them working. Sure.
and they did. 312-332-3776. You want to comment on the Beatles documentary if you had a chance to see one or all of it. And we can get to, back to the old sports aru. Um, the Bulls were winners last night in Orlando. They're back home tonight. They take on Miami. They are 12 and 7 on the season right now. You want to jump on in? We'll talk some Bulls basketball. We got some Blackhawks and there's some baseball stuff too. Um, I know that you probably had a chance if you're a White Sox fan to listen to Connor McKnight and White Sox Weekly earlier today. It was on from 9 until 10. If you missed it, go to the ESPN Chicago app. You can download the app then uh, get anything you want. You can find it. You can hear the uh, the hockey show. You can hear White Sox Weekly. Heck, you can even hear us if you go to ESPN Others or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Other, other, podcasts other podcasts or other programming. Additional podcasts. Yes, additional, additional podcasts. Additional. You can hear us uh, right here on ESPN 1000.